I made more money, more profit in the fall of 2007 than I did all year working. As a contractor, you know commercial roofing is an amazing opportunity that rewards hard work. But you also see huge issues emerging, like finding time to bid jobs, hiring motivated employees, rocketing insurance fees, and rising lead costs. On Season 1 of the Roofing That Pays podcast, experienced contractors will share their secrets to what's working in the exploding commercial roofing industry. Welcome to Roofing That Pays. Today, I'm visiting with a friend of mine, Mr. Simon Lee from Western Pennsylvania. We're looking forward to a very interesting discussion. You work with contractors all across the nation. Give us an idea, like last year, how much volume did your team purchase or how many people do you work with nationwide? If you take the whole entire organization of my team, we'd be over 24 million. That's all wholesale volume, so that could equate to well over $50 million in sales and roofing projects sold. I can tell you the one guy that's just, this is his second year in business. He has done over $2 million in, in volume this year in roofing so far. And, it, and the year ain't up yet, Owen. It's still, we're, still, we're still in the last stretch here where... That could uh, change, uh, that number could change significantly. Let's go back into your growing up years, your family's occupation. What did your family do? How did you get into running your own business to start with? The first thing uh, that I remember doing was milking cows. I grew up on a dairy farm, Owen, and I uh, was on the dairy until I was 16 years old. Got my first job in out in Montana, my first job away from the farm, peeling posts. I was uh, making all these fence posts that everybody gets that are treated fence posts. That's what I was doing. Got out of there and went and lived in Kentucky. And I was uh, working with my brother in just general construction. And then when my brother moved, I was 19 years old now at this time. When my brother moved, he had a few jobs that were not completed we're not done and he said hey uh you need to do this job over here and put a ridge cap over on this job and finish shingling this other job well on the last job that i was on a guy stops and he says uh so who's the boss here you know i'm a 19 year old scrawny little dude you know and but i got the wise idea to split second and i said that would be me you know he said oh he said i guess if you can do this job why i can trust you to do mine i was like yes sir I go over and that's how I became the owner. (laughs) (laughs) So from there on, I just uh, kept doing residential decks, pole barns, shingle jobs, metal jobs, anything, you know, just general construction, anything I could to make a living. I was about 24 years old, had like uh, six, seven guys working for me. And I'm going to tell you, that's your, that is a busy life. The most I had working for me at that time was nine people. I was trying to keep nine people busy on the job and i found out what is what a headache is i mean i'm telling you you got to stay ahead of the game uh, you got to keep the jobs ahead of them because these guys you know you got nine people you can have a you can have a pole barn built and done in two days you know so there was a lot of bidding at night and through the day i was working with the crew and, and uh bidding my jobs at night and line keeping them lined up and well I finally figured out that I can have 
four people working for me and make just as much money as I had with nine people. So I kind of cut back a little bit like that. And boy, I thought that was better. And so I got this wise idea. And man, if I had all the money in the world, you know, like if money was not the issue, what would I do? Well, I would stay home and grow up with my family, right? My kids instead of my grandkids. I realized that I'm in debt. And by the time I'm out of debt, my kids are out of the house. So I thought, well, I'm going to build myself a veal barn. And so I built my veal barn and all I did there was, you think I quit doing my construction? No, I just got up an hour and a half earlier in the morning and worked an hour and a half later at night. Didn't really change my lifestyle. In 2005, a friend of mine, he was all the way out in Missouri, he, he told me I should take a look at the commercial roofing. So what was intriguing about commercial roofing or what piqued your interest about commercial roofing? See, at this point, at this point, I'm, uh, I got four guys working for me and I'm doing calves and uh, feeding, you know, and I'm, I don't have time in the weekends because you got to go home and, you know, do chores and I don't have my evenings and, and uh, I just became busier. The rat race just became bigger. And uh, when he told me about the commercial roofing, what piqued my interest was the ability to make the same amount of money on one roof, on a one 10,000 square foot roof. I had the ability to make the same amount of money that would only take me a week is what it did on my calf farm for five and a half months. <laughs> and I said, dude, if I could just do a roof and make the same amount of money as what I did losing all my evenings and, and my hour and a half sleep in the morning, I said, man, why wouldn't I just go do that? You know, and so I took a look at it, went for the training very low investment in my training and the wholesale package that I bought. And I got the training and I said, but you know what? You know what was very unfortunate? Even after I took the training, I got excited. I came home and I sent out a little bit of advertising on it. Now you have to understand I was a general contractor, residential, and I never advertised at any. And I had a very, very hard time understanding that I need to spend a little bit of money to advertise because in the residential industry, it was word of mouth, word of mouth. I couldn't keep up. It was all word of mouth. And I was like, why should I spend money if, you know, for advertising? Well, commercial is a big time difference than residential. But I did, I sent out like 2,500 flyers. I got a couple leads, got one little job that was 2,500 square feet. I did that job and I, it paid for my flyers. It paid for my training package. And I said, well, at this point, you ain't making no money. And then, and I got stuck in the rut again of residential. And I stayed from 2005 until 2000, the fall of 2007, I get a call from somebody and he said, Hey, here a while back, I received your flyer. Man, I just about flipped. I couldn't believe that somebody kept my flyers for two years. And so I got his address and information, went out, looked at his job, and he had a whole plan of building, but he only wanted the one done. And so I gave him a contract on that, and I said, now, if I have more square foot than this, I can even get a better price. He looks at that, he says, oh, that's not too bad. He said, how about you take that roof and that roof and that roof? Shoot, I did the whole plan. He said, all right, let me, let me look at this, and uh, I'll call you in the morning. In one day, he signed that contract. And I made more money, more profit in the fall of 2007 than I did all year working. Then my eyes opened up, the, the light came on, right? And I said, I better listen to what Andrew was telling me all along that I need to be doing. So that's how my advertising got started. And I started advertising 10% of 
of whatever I want to make that year. And you went on to run a very successful company for many years. Later on, ended up selling that company, which we'll touch on later in this interview. Let's talk about uh, something that you might not enjoy talking about, which is struggles in commercial roofing. Can you share one of your biggest struggles in roofing so that we can learn from that? One of the hardest things is to get good quality workers to work for you. You need like two or three guys is all you want. You don't want more than that because we are not uh, trying to do a state job. A state, we're not state workers. We only need two or three guys, <laughs> in, you know, on a, on a roof. Probably the hard thing is I believe that the owner of the company should show up on the job, get it started, make sure it's being done right. And then he should be able to leave and go and give customer service to the new client that called and, and, uh, and be there quickly. If you don't have good workers, it's hard to leave them on the roof and go and bid that other job if you can't depend that they do the job right. Get at least one guy that you can truly depend on that can lead your crew so that you can go and bid these jobs within 24 hours after you got that call. If you go out and you're walking the new potential client's route within 24 to, should be done within 24 hours after they first called you. If you do this, you have separated yourself from a huge the mass competition out there. You would be surprised how many times I went out and talked to the building owner and they say, dude, you're the first guy that showed up out of five or six that we called. Man, that's easy to separate yourself from the competition right there. Going out there and give that customer the customer service that they deserve and then get the contract back to them. You know what? That's another thing that I've heard a lot of complaints from building owners. They say they come out, look at the job. It's been six weeks and I still don't have a contract. <laughs> wow. I don't know why you waste your time to bid to look at a roof and not get the contract to them within the, the next 12 hours. Why not give the contract to them while your story with the building owner is still fresh in his mind? So what would you say to someone looking at getting into commercial roofing today, you know, either as an add-on to their existing business or even as a new business, what would you say to someone looking at this? If you're a new person and you do not own a business at all yet and you have a job, my recommendation is don't quit your job. If you don't have to quit your job, don't quit your job. Send out flyers. Maybe you're allowed to take a week off every two weeks. And in this case, you might not be able to go out and bid the job within 24 hours, but you book one day full of looking at roofs and you ask for one day off in two weeks and you send out these flyers and let the flyers do your work. You know, when these people call, you call them, they might leave you a message. You call them back and you set your appointment for two weeks ahead. It's going to be a little harder, maybe, but uh, it's a way that you can do it. If you are an existing roofer, maybe a shingle guy or a dude metal or, you know, residential roofer, by all means, we're not asking anybody to stop doing that. It's This is just roofing too. You know, it's perfect. At least you're not fishing in a little farm pond where there's only bluegills because you could go fish in a big lake where you can get some blue marlin. Both of them are the same amount of effort. If you're already an existing contractor and you're already doing roofing, commercial roofing is just part of it. We're just asking to maybe have another tool in the belt gives you a great chance to kind of merge from residential to commercial. What is one thing you'd do different if you were starting over? If I had to start this whole thing over, I would give it all that I got. I would do it today rather than tomorrow because, oh, and wouldn't you agree with me that if this actually works, it'd be better to do it sooner rather than later. I would stop thinking about it so much and start doing. 
when you had your roofing business, you were buying your commercial roof coatings and roof materials from Conklin. Uh, why Conklin? I've checked out a lot of different companies out there. I'm not here to knock anybody. There's a lot of coating companies out there, okay? And there's a lot of other ways that you can make money. But when I searched into the Conklin company, I realized that they had a very high integrity. I met the owner and I realized that this is a lot deeper integrity there than, than in most of them. It wasn't, you know, everybody needs to make money, but his number one goal was quality. Quality over quantity. Just made sense to me. That, uh, that I should want to go with that. And then the next bigger thing right after that was that I, I realized that I don't have to be in my business here by myself. I, yeah, it's, I, it's for myself, but I realized all of a sudden that I have a team of support people that are willing to show me uh, the, the way, tell me what doesn't work and what does work. You know, we're living in a dog-eat-dog world, and I was like, man, Nobody wants to give you their information, but when I got involved with this, everybody wants to give you what works for them and what doesn't work. And, and it's a team effort. You know, it's called customer support there that I, did. I was not familiar with benefits and reasons why I would somebody else. When you first earned Conklin's preferred contractor title, you reached that volume level. How did that make you feel? See, when I first started roofing, I, uh, I wanted to be a high quality roofer. I want it to be, I mean, yeah, we all got roofs out there probably that uh, we wish we'd have done a little different called the learning curve. But once I achieve the um, preferred contractor status, you feel like a million bucks. And guess what you do when you feel like a million bucks? You go make a million bucks, right? For one of our last questions here today, you're mostly coaching, training other contractors as a coach and trainer, where do you see commercial roofing as an industry in, let's say, five years from now? Where's the industry headed? When I first started, most of the people that I would go talk to in the commercial roofing building owners, they would, they'd say, well, what is Conklin? They didn't know what it was. And then I had to sell myself, including the product that I'm using. Now I got people that are calling me saying, dude, this building owner calls me and said they want a Conklin system. I mean, they're, they're literally asking for the conking system, not just a waterproofing system, but they, they're now naming the brand that they want. And, well, you, you know, we go from, what was it, 11 million in 2015, and by 2017, it was 15 million, and 2000, uh, and this is just my little leg. This is just my team. This ain't uh, the whole Conklin uh, and by 2018, we were at 19 million and total organization volume, 24 million. I see this in the next five years, it's going to be 24 million is going to be a small number from what we're going to see in the future. It's exploding. And I'm, I'm telling you, I, I'm going to say this. We are the luckiest people or the most blessed people to be allowed to be part of this company in the small stage that we're in because once we hit that hundred million i mean it's still gonna be really good but being allowed to be in it now now's the time to get started now is the opportunity is wide open because i'd rather be a part of it when it's still under a hundred million i have a few short questions i call the lightning round is your favorite roofing product either coatings or membranes? Uh, coatings by far. And why is that? 
because it's I pump it up on the roof and I spray it in place rather than carrying it up and nailing it in place. <laughs> and and I found when I spray it in place, the flashing and everything fits really nice. Is there a favorite app you used in your roofing business? Yeah, weather app. <laughs> you yeah. gotta know what the weather's doing. What's your favorite business book? Probably the How to Win Friends and Influence People. Would you rather go to the mountains or to the beach if the trip was paid by someone else? I'd go to both of them. If you could leave one sentence of advice for another person that could make an impact, what would that be? Find out what your passion is and then pursue that with all that you got. Great interview. Thank you, Simon, for your time. Yes, sir. It's my pleasure. Thanks for listening to Roofing That Pays. Before you go, can we ask a huge favor? The biggest thing that helps spread this message is when you rate and review us. That tells the platforms we're doing something right. Take a moment to rate and review us at roofingthatpays.com slash review. That's roofingthatpays.com slash review. Thanks so much. Until next time, do more Roofing That Pays. You're listening on the Verbal Crowd Network. Find more great shows at verbalcrowd.com.